Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Weekday Devotion. Uh, This is Pastor Daniel, and today we are beginning a series going through the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, But this week, we're going to be doing a lot of introductory matters. And so, although we're going to be uh, looking at 1 Corinthians, we're actually going to begin by looking in the book of Acts. So we're going to start uh, by looking at how the church in Corinth began. Because what the 1 Corinthians is, it's a letter written from the Apostle Paul and one of his co-worker named Sosthenes uh, to the specific church that was located in the city of Corinth, which is in modern-day Greece, and it was in ancient Greece as well. And so that's what we're going to be looking at. Um, This primarily this week is looking at the book of Acts chapter 18. So go ahead and open up to Acts chapter 18. And today we'll look at verse 1 of of Acts chapter 18. And so here's what the Word of God says. It says, After this... Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. So that's where we are. So we're going to talk about geography today, talk about Paul, and uh, just a little background on on this city of Corinth. Well, first, it starts with after this, Paul. So Paul, Paul was the apostle. Um, He was not one of the original 12 disciples of Jesus. Paul came later. Uh, Paul was not a believer, um, even early on in his ministry. He, um, in fact, he was a Pharisee, and he was very devoted to persecuting believers. But if you read in Acts chapter 9, um, on his way up to the city of Damascus, the Apostle Paul, was he meets Jesus. Jesus appears to him in a vision, um, and Jesus says, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute me? And at first, Paul didn't even know who was talking to him. And so he asked, who, who, who are you, Lord? And, and of course, Jesus replies with, I am Jesus. And so this is called Paul's conversion. This can, when he was born again, when he trusted in Jesus Christ, and what was, was his trip to go to Damascus to persecute and arrest Christians became the trip to Damascus where he was uh, really authenticated and, and um, he meets Jesus and there. He Later he goes to the house of a man named Ananias who lays hands on him and Paul uh, this becomes a very studious follower of Jesus and quickly, uh, within a decade, become one of the key leaders in the early church. And so here in our context, Paul is is on his, his missionary journey. Uh, where he is traveling, it's his second missionary journey, where he's traveling not only through parts of Asia, but now parts of Europe. And so he gets to Greece. And uh, if you read in chapter 17 of the book of Acts, he spent some time in Thessalonica. Um, and just there's a big impact there. In fact, there is talked about these Christians are those who turn the world upside down. Uh, but then they try to, to arrest and kill and hurt So Paul is able to escape, and he goes to Berea. And then from Berea, he goes to Athens, and Athens where he goes into the Areopagus and uh, begins to, he preaches the gospel, and he reasons with their philosophers. Well, now he comes to the city of Corinth. And so what what was Corinth? Um, What was it like? An ancient city, just a little history about the city of Corinth. Uh, It was a very powerful city in the ancient Greek empire. But when the Romans began to be on the rise as a a world-dominant threat to the Greek Empire, um, Corinth was a part of this this league, and this league opposed Rome, uh, even militarily. So as a result, in 146 B.C., uh, the Roman army destroyed the city of Corinth. It It went from being a powerful Greek city to being nothing. But then about 111 years later, 
for roughly 45, maybe even 44 BC, Julius Caesar, right before he was assassinated, he made it his um, priority to reestablish the city of Corinth. And he did so for the purpose of sending retired army veterans to, there to give them a good place of retirement. There's a lot of overpopulation going on in the in the Italian peninsula and especially in the city of Rome. And so he was giving land in the empire to his veterans as rewards and payment for their years of service. And so he gave them land and positions and titles in the city of Corinth. And then also you had at the same time a lot of wealthy aristocrats in Rome who uh, didn't really want to free their slaves. What they did, they sent their slaves under the auspice of being called freedmen um, to go to Corinth to start businesses on their behalf. And so in about 44 BC, you had this new uh, influx of people into this ancient city known as Corinth to rebuild it uh, and reestablish it. And with this kind of emphasis from the emperor, uh, it it grew very rapidly. It quickly became uh, a key city in the Roman Empire. Um, so that by even by Jesus's day, less than a hundred years later, it was one of the larger, more popular cities uh, in the whole Roman Empire, especially in the in the peninsula of Greece. Also, what makes Corinth such a strategic? Uh, city is where it's located. Um, if you would just look at a map, you can find Corinth. It's on this part of Greece called Peloponnesia, which is kind of the south southern tip of the peninsula of Greece. And uh, Corinth is located on this little uh, strip of land called an isthmus. It's uh, kind of between the Aegean Sea on the east and uh, I think it's the Iconian Sea on the west. And uh, it, the isthmus is only four miles wide. In fact, today there's a canal there. Um, but in ancient times, that, that canal, although it had been attempted as early as the 7th century BC to be constructed, due to the lack of technology, it didn't happen. Uh, and even in the Roman Empire, um, after Julius Caesar, Augustus Caesar wanted to build a uh, a canal there and and started that process, but um, was not able to finish it. And the next emperor did not see see that as a worthwhile cause. So, uh, but it was still just a four mile strip of land, so it was still a very common place for ships to um, bring cargo to the into the east side of the isthmus and then be transported. Uh, or even have the entire ships transported via logs, like the ancient Egyptians built pyramids by transporting these really heavy items on logs, as the log they would just roll on top of the logs. Entire ships would be pulled on these logs from one side of the isthmus to the other, because that would save them weeks of travel. And um, the southern tip of Greece is known for having bad storms and horrible winds. It was very difficult to navigate. So. This gave Corinth that unique opportunity uh, to become a high trade center, uh, which it did historically and continues to be a popular port today because of its uh, its strategic location. Um, so that was the city to which Paul went. And now, interesting, one more caveat about the city of Corinth uh, historically was as all these people moved there, you had this kind of uh, melting pot of religious beliefs. You had all those who were holdovers from Greek mythology, 
and in ancient Corinth had been the temple to the Greek goddess Aphrodite, who is the goddess of love and fertility. Uh, There's also a shrine there for Apollos, who's a famous uh, Greek god as well. But then, because of Julius Caesar uh, making this a priority, the, the largest temple in the whole city was built in honor of him and of the emperor. And so you had emperor worship. So all these different factors were going on. And all this will play a very important role in us understanding the book of 1 Corinthians is understanding the, the cultural context in which this city was, which will explain a lot of the problems that this early church will have. So I look forward to delving into this with you as we see what Paul's going to do in Corinth, but later on what Paul writes to this church in Corinth that he starts. I pray you walk tightly with Jesus today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.